Well, Bo, let's talk about this past weekend. Let's catch it up a little bit. We're back on the right week now um, since you made me miss my last time. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Yeah, no, I'm blaming you. For Dang. sure I'm blaming you. Um, but let's talk about Moto America. We saw two championships uh, secured. Uh, one was by Jake Gagne in the Superbike class. I know that surprises you, um, seeing as how he won, he's won 17 races in a row. Um, so you're welcome. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Yeah, no, everybody was shocked. Um, but let's talk about Jake Gagne. Um, and, of course, SDK won the Supersport Championship. We'll get to him. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Gagne has been lights out all year. Now, this is made for some boring racing in terms of race wins for a lot of the races, but as we said with it, I do not blame Jake Gagne for being head and shoulders better than everyone else out there. Good for him. I'm glad to see it. Now take your butt over to the world stage, back over there mm-hmm. with a good bike. Yep. Let's find you a good ride. Let's go do it. Yep. We don't need six Moto America championships. We don't need it. We need you overseas. Okay, I've said my piece. Let's go to the race. Jake Gagne in race one wins it. Matthew Skoltz finishes second, and Tony Elias, who was riding the third fresh and lean attack Yamaha R1, finishes on the podium. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's take Gagne. Let's just say this. Unbeatable. He's a stud on that bike this year. Done. Uh, uh, yes. Can't say anything else about it. Uh, honestly, it's, and, and what else and, can you say? And what else are you going to say? He, he, you His know, hair looks even, dumb. Yeah, you. Yeah, come on, get a haircut, Jake Gagne. No, no, no. So <laughs> he's unstoppable We're on kidding. that bike. He looks exactly like Cam Bobier riding that bike this year. Yeah, I mean, his riding style seems to has even have has even changed to not mimic Cam Bobier, but it's very similar. You know, he doesn't move around a whole lot on the bike. The bike's planted nope. quite a bit. He's just fast. And and in the fir- in the opening laps, he is just riding the absolute wheels off of that bike and just driving it into the pavement hard. And nobody can can keep up with him. You know, Matt Skoltz has yep. been the closest to be able to give it, take the fight to him this year. Skoltz keeps yep. up with him for a couple a couple laps, two, three laps, and then after that Skoltz doesn't even have anything for him. Um, no, I, I think no that speaks a little bit more um, to the to the bike a little bit and the team um, than directly to Matt Skoltz. And uh, not saying that Matt Skoltz has a lack of talent at all, because my two notes, well, well, two of my notes that I've got from this weekend at Moto America: Gagne, get out of Moto America; Skoltz, get out of Moto America. Okay, I'm with you. I you think know, Tony Elias looks great on that Yamaha. And that he should just come back and race in Gagne's spot next year. Full time. Absolutely. Full time. If you're, if you're showing up and you're beating a guy that's been racing that Yamaha all year, all year in, J- in Josh Heron, yes. You yep, come I'm back. In. Yep. Start racing. So, absolutely. So, you know what? I, I But, you know, you mentioned uh, Skulls. We mentioned him in second. He looks strong. The last few rounds, he has figured it out. They look much better than they did there. They had a little ball. I look. To Skultz to finish second most every race right now. Yes. Excuse me. I, I think that I don't, if Skultz doesn't finish second, he's upset, you know, which right yeah, so that he knows yeah, that that's his pace. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, for Skultz, I, I think it's been a really good year. If you don't have a guy named Jake Gagne there, Skultz might, Skultz might be really 
winning that championship without much problem. Um, so we don't know. But but there is a guy named Gagne, and he's doing it. Tony right. Elias looks great. I mean, I can't speak enough to this man's talent on a motorcycle to come finish third on a bike that you've now ridden for two weekends, and he did great on it in Pittsburgh as well. Uh, but... You know, we'll see what that goes. T- Tony's older. Let's see if he gets the ride next year. I hope he does. Um, I like Tony in the paddock. I think Tony's a cool cat. Uh, he's a good character. He's a good. He's good for Moto America. Uh, Bobby Fong looked good. He's he's slowly making baby steps towards that podium again, right? Do you feel that way? Like I, I feel like they're improving as the season's going on. And now that they've got one race left, he's probably going to be great. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, too little, too late. I think for Bobby Fong, uh, race yep. one or race two, kind of have a little bit of bit of a bobble with a mechanical, uh, but you know, started off that race really aggressive, and even race yep. one, you know, showed some more aggression that we haven't seen after a bit, uh, you know, from Bobby Fong. But you know, uh, like you said, finally coming around, finally starting to get come to grips with that bike. But I, I think that that speaks a a bit more to the team. Um, and what their focus might be, um, you know that that that's the M4 the M4 X Star and not and not X Star excuse me the M4 team. Um, yes, yeah, M4 X Star. Is it M- X Star? Right. Uh, but that's a Team Hammer team too, right? Um, yes, built their motors are built by Team Hammer. Yes. Okay, um, so I'm just not sure. You know, kind of what their resources might look like. I know they had a lot of eggs in the uh, the Super Sport basket this year with uh, with Sean Dale and Kelly. So I'm not sure how those teams are split up. How how the labor is split up between those guys. If they have some of the same guys in the pit or different all around. So I think Bobby Fong though um, needs a good bike under him. Uh, Bobby Fong's got a lot of talent. He brings a lot of that aggression, a lot of that real hard nosed good good racing to Moto America. And um, I, I definitely would like to see him running closer up to the front. Sure, I, me too. I, I, I like Bobby Fong. I hope he keeps his ride. I hope he keeps getting better. And I hope he has a great weekend in Barber coming up. Uh, Loris Baz was in fifth on the Ducati. I, I think this yet another new track for Loris. Um, and, you know, I think for, for Loris this year, I think you have to say he's probably a little disappointed with how it went. But I... I don't think you can overestimate not knowing tracks when you show up and learning them in the first practice. I don't. I just don't think you can overestimate that. I don't think it's 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 not only that though. You know, he's riding this V four now. You know, this is his first year on the V four. He came from Yamaha on the N World Superbike, yep. correct? And the Tenkata yep. team. Correct. So, yeah. Um, you know, this year has been a a big first for Loris Paz. New tracks, and then every single track, every single weekend, he's got to roll the bike off the trailer Friday morning, figure the track out, and then also figure out the setting for the bike. Um, so yep. at some point, I think they've, they've probably been chasing their tails just a little bit, um, trying to find that good base setup and something to tweak. But um, Loris Baz, I feel like he's stronger now than he was at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, everyone else is just stronger, too. Yeah. So I hope Loris Baz sticks around next year. I hope that there's going to be some more, you know, good, tight, close racing in Moto America next year. I hope that Jake Gagne is not in the Moto America paddock, so there will be a different winner um, as these races progress through the season. 
Yeah, I, listen, do you think if you put Loris Baz on that fresh and lean attack Yamaha, you think he's closer to Gagne? You know, Loris Baz lo- always looked good on a World Superbike Yamaha, in my opinion, in that Tenkata team. I think I thought he would, looked like a strong rider. Um, you know, very similar to what we talked about with World Superbike, um, with Jonathan Ray looking really strong at the beginning of races. Uh, I felt the same way about Loris Baz. He looked always looked really strong in the beginning of the race, kind of faded as the race went on. Um, but... It, with Loris Baz on a attack performance Yamaha, maybe we see you know a resurgence or something. You know he knows the Yamaha platform pretty well, so I would be excited to see him on that bike. Yeah, me too. I would too. Um, in six, we had Josh Heron. Um, he came back from COVID. He's a little bit weak. He said he lost ten pounds, and you know, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. I don't know that it would have made much difference, but. You know, he's back, and he ran six, so respectable finish for a guy that doesn't have all his faculties about back to him yet. Um, he'll probably be better in Barber, so that'll be good. Um, did you have anything else to say about Heron? I do not, no. <laughs> You're so angry at Josh Heron. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. No, it's. I just don't. I mean, I don't, I don't have much expectation there. Um, and it's just because, you know, Heron is just, he's, he's a wild card, you know, some days he can show up and, and some days he doesn't. So this was a good weekend for Josh Heron. I think it was, it was, it's a step back. Like you said, you know, he's got a lot of firsts. He just, he just had a child. He, um, you know, he had COVID, he's getting over that stuff. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but you know, and still to come show up at New Jersey and, and be able to, you know, throw laps around on the bike and do well coming you know top 10 um it's a good finish it's a good weekend i i hope that josh heron is able to stay in this paddock next year um he's good for the championship i think but uh, i would like to see an improved performance as the year goes on from josh heron personally hmm putting him on notice are you a little bit the bus is rolling into the station uh, i just oh, hope he doesn't have a ticket oh man well, <laughs> I like that little that little metaphor you put right, out there. Yeah, I I like that. that was I like right that. off the cuff. So yeah, man, you heard it here first, folks. This guy, quick-witted, good-looking, athletic. Oh, anybody out there looking for a new friend? Bo's your man. Um, <laughs> this, um, so Cameron Peterson finishing seventh, and, and honestly, what I wrote down about that is that I am disappointed in where Cam Peterson is finishing right now. I feel like Cam hit a wall, and he has not progressed ever since about the third or fourth round of the year. I don't feel like he's continued to make steps forward, and I don't know why that is. I mean, they were talking about some of the issues that he was talking about he was having on the bike. Um it's just really interesting to me that he has not been able to continue the march that I saw at the beginning of the year. He just feels like he hit a wall. I agree. And, and, and I wonder, I'm curious if part of that is the bike itself. Cause uh, you know, Cam Peters, he's been on this bike for a couple of years now, right? He did it. He rode the bike in stock 1000 and then moved over to the same four team. Um, so this is obviously a bike that's got a little bit different power spec to it, a little bit of different, per, different performance spec to it. Um, so at one point, you know, we kind of see, we're seeing the roles flip-flop just a little bit. Like you said, you know, Bobby Fong at the beginning of this season, not looking so great. Cameron Peterson looking amazing. Now towards the season has gone on, those roles have changed. And Bobby Fong is yep. kind of coming more towards yep. the front and Cameron Peterson stalling out a little bit. So it's really interesting to be, to know 
what is causing that, you know, and, and is something going on inside of, on Cameron Peterson's side where he's lost his way a little bit with the setup? Is, is he, you know, made a change and gone the wrong direction? And then just can't, you kind of get lost sometimes with that setup, you know? If you take a wrong yep. turn, then you just, you, you almost lose yourself and you can't go back to that base setup and it's, it's difficult to really find your way. I agree. I, I think the same thing, you know, um, but, you know, hopefully Cam will get it figured out and get it after a year on the bike. He can, you know, come out of the gate firing on all our cylinders next year. Um, Kyle Wyman finishing in eighth on the uh, on the one cure Ducati. Evidently, Panera Bread was no longer involved, or maybe it was just for that race. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Kyle is pretty much as you were all year. He's finishing where he finishes. Jake Lewis in ninth, and and since we're not going to talk about the Stock 1000 race, you know, let's mention that Jake Lewis did secure the Stock 1000 championship this weekend, uh, and he's probably going to win the Super uh, the Superbike Cup. So, you know, good for him. Um, and after a year off of racing, that's the way to come back and show people that you belong, I think. I completely agree. I think Jake Lewis needs a Superbike ride, personally. Uh, yeah, Jake I Lewis- think there's a few names out there that I would give it to him over the current riders right now absolutely yeah jake lewis needs to be a staple in this paddock jake lewis needs to be a normal name that we're talking about in a in a super bike race absolutely 100 percent. yep well 10th we had bradley ward and um you know bradley on the fly racing adr motorsports suzuki um that's a great finish for bradley ward honestly that's a great finish i mean they haven't really done much this year bradley of course the last time they were at New Jersey had a horrible accident, um, hurt himself really bad, and he was back. And uh, for him to get a tenth, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that felt pretty good for him. Yeah, no, absolutely, great finish, great performance. Um, you know, what can more, what more can you say? I completely agree with you. Yeah, so uh, let's move on to race two. I, I, okay, I think we can cover this pretty quickly. Because Gagne's just doing what Gagne does, and he wins. But Skoltz was better at the beginning. He was actually closer after one lap. Heron and Peterson, both better. Um, Gagne did secure the title in this race, um, and even Baz was much better. So Jake Gagne won it, Matthew Skoltz again in second, but Josh Heron snags the podium, grabs third. Um I, I just felt like everyone improved pretty much, um, but they still. But but unfortunately, Gagne improved more than they did, and they improved, and he beat them by two and a half seconds more than he did the first race. Yeah, and and it's important to remember, to note too that uh, Tony Elias lost a bike, you know, in turn one while he was fighting with yeah. Josh Heron and. and uh, yeah. I think Cam Peterson was that in was, mixing up there too, when, and that was a pretty scary. When I saw him side. coming, yeah, when I saw him coming into that corner, I was like, "No way, that's yep. <laughs> not no gonna work out. way, that's not going to work out." Um, but yeah, so he did crash out battling with those guys. But Loris Baz finishes fourth, uh, and there was some good racing between Heron and Baz actually for a little bit. Yeah, um, and, and you know, and especially in the last couple of laps, they were going after each other, and that was fun. And I, I liked that Loris post on social media had a great time racing this guy and no one complained, went to race direction. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have the soccer player virus in the Moto America paddock too. Is that what we have? 
He passed me. I'm mad. I can't take it. If he didn't knock you over, calm down and go right. Am I wrong? No, I don't think so. I I mean, we, we, we don't need... We don't need overregulation in oh. racing because it takes. We don't away need the FIM exactly because it takes away from what the spirit of racing, right? I mean, that's the whole. That's the the competition is the whole point. That's why we're doing it. You know, it's not. Right. It's not just to get out there and to ride around in circles chasing each other with sponsorship money on the bikes. You know, this is Look. about the at competitive at, at, at the end of the day. This is about the beans that are riding the back on the on the back of the bikes. You know, yeah, I agree. These guys want to go out and they want to fight. They want they need a, a stage to show their talent. They need a, a a platform and an outlet to where they can go and race and be competitive. And we don't need people that don't appreciate that regulating that ta- that that talent regulating that right. what happens. Like, and it goes even back to this whole last the uh, track limits on the last lap. It's such a garbage rule, and it makes no. I, I, I'm sorry, I just. Listen, don't start getting mad about the rule. Don't get me fired up about it is what I'm trying to say. Because if you start talking about it, I'll get fired up about it. And then we'll spend four hours talking about (laughs) the FIM and what a bunch of morons. So we don't want to do that. But I I think for me, the thing is, is that I like as a spectator, I love good, hard racing. I don't want to see anybody bumping anyone else off track. I don't want to see people crashing and taking other people out. But if, if you're not going to do, if you're not prepared to do close racing at the professional level, it's time to come back and do track days with us, right? I mean, that's what it is. You could maybe go race Weira or CCS, um, but no more, no more Moto America for you because this is the highest level. And if you want a guy to respect you, uh, that doesn't mean he won't pass you. And it doesn't mean he won't pass you close. And a guy like Loris Baz, you know, he's been all over the world. He's a world-class rider. He's going to be able to make some moves that, you know, maybe Bradley, you know, uh, Jeffrey Perk can't make. Right. Or even Michael Gilbert or Jake Lewis because he's a great writer and, and you weren't expecting it and you got beat and maybe it messed up your rhythm, but you got to be a little bit more mentally strong than that. So I thought that was an interesting point that he made. I'm glad he said that. So now I know I have to be on the lookout for the crybabies because I'm going to call them out because I don't like it. I do not like it. If you're not fast enough, get out of the way. That's how this goes. Um, you, I'll remember that next time you're following me on track. I'll just pull off to the side and let you by. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't pass you close. <laughs> I, I just, I make good safe passes on you. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure, and I know that Loris has put some close passes on some people and surprised them a little bit and passed them deep and all those things. But, but that's his pedigree, you know, that's a, like you that's said, right. that's the right. stage, you know, and that's the, that's the tip of the spear with superbike racing is, you know, those guys, they're going right. to be elbow to elbow. Like, I mean, Jesus, oh. was, like you said, we saw Rinaldi and, uh, or excuse me, not Rinaldi, but Locatelli and Vandermark on a straight Oof. came together, you, you know, and um, it just right. happens. Um, right. So my question would be, you know, if these guys have any aspiration to race at the world level, and you can't take Loris Baz, um, please yeah. stay in Moto America. Yep. Because that's because if the way that Top Rack and Ray were racing was hard and close, but it makes me feel like some of the guys in Moto America would have been like, well, that's unsafe. You know what? Riding a motorcycle is unsafe. You want safe? Go sit in a desk in a cubicle and don't drive to work because that's also unsafe. So I, I think, you know, 
I, I just bothered me that that's out there a little bit, but I did like that Laura Spaz called him out a little bit. I, I think, yeah. um, we need some tough love in this country right now. We're a little bit soft. And, uh, so overall I was, I was happy that he did it. And, I, and I'm glad that Josh Heron was all about it. You know what I mean? Like Josh was like, yeah, well, I mean, let's for, do if, it. Yeah. For Josh Heron to, if, if, so it would have been hypocritical for Josh Heron not to enjoy that kind of racing. Right. Because those are the kinds <laughs> right. of moves that Josh Heron like religiously puts on people. I mean, it just, like you can set your watch by it. The first two to three laps of a race, Josh Heron's elbows are as sharp as they come. Josh Heron's going to be overriding the snot out of that bike. And if you, you know, if you're on the tracks when the train's coming through, then Josh Heron's just going to, he's going to plow through. He's going to make a way. And that's just that aggressive nature that Josh Heron has always had. So, do you know how many times you said Josh Heron? I just want to make. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, everybody, you have no idea how much joy that gives me to mess with Bo. <laughs> Bo, did, I think he could. Did you just quit? Did you quit again? Oh, shoot. <laughs> buffering. Well, I'll just... We're buffering. <laughs> You're 100% right about Josh Heron. He races hard, and I've said it before. I feel like Josh might be a little over-aggressive, um, but at that same time, it makes for it makes for a spectacle, and that's fun to watch. So and that's I, what we want. I think that Josh Heron is only over aggressive to the bike. If this makes, I, I feel like he's overriding the bike, and I think that's what's Yo, I agree with away you. from a yep. lot of stuff. You know, I, yep. I think I, I think Josh Heron has that. He he's got that X factor in him, you, you know. But but he needs an Akiyo. He he needs Akiyo to, to to come over and to tone him back a little bit, and to, to yeah. develop him mentally, and then then release that, you know, back out onto the track. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're right. Um, but it was, uh, either way, I was happy to see Josh Heron finish up on the podium behind Skoltsy. Um, and it was a great race for him. And, and between him and Loris Bass, that was fun to watch. Cam Peterson was nowhere to be found near that battle. Had some tire issues, evidently, and I don't know exactly what it was, but it just he couldn't ride it. Uh, Hector Barbara, what a great ride in six places. First trip to New Jersey uh, on a 17-year-old BMW. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this guy, this guy's a good rider, man. I mean, he's putting that old bike up there. Yeah, he did well on the, the like the fastest bike on the grid. The K2500. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That thing, that thing might as well be, uh, you know, an adventure bike. Um, but... You know, they say it's the fastest bike all the time through the speed traps. It's just got so much horsepower and grunt. Um, but it's just the older version. Uh, maybe next year, if he can come back, we can get him, you know, the current generation BMW. And uh, he can be on par in terms of electronics and stuff. Uh, Kyle Wyman uh, with the one cure Ducati uh, in seventh. Jake Lewis, again, finishing in eighth. So it's a good race there. And... Ashton Yates finishing in ninth, which is a great finish for Ashton on the Honda. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, Michael Gilbert rounding out the top 10 there. So, you know, Bobby Fong got black flag because he was six laps down uh, because he had some sort of problem. Bradley Ward crashed and broke the bone around the rod that he got last time Ugh. he came to New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for Bradley Ward. Um <laughs> 
Come on, man. Come on. But uh, unfortunately, he did. Uh, but that wraps it up pretty much for me for race two. Anything that we missed in race two there? I don't think so. No, I think that pretty much covers just about anything or just about everything. But uh, Bradley Ward, you know, if you listen, I know you're you're a big fan of ours. Uh, he'll up quick, the, get back the out number there. one motorcycle racing podcast based in the southeast. We are the we definitely are the number one southeastern United States, South Carolina based podcast for MotoGP, Moto America, and World Superbike commentary. That's a mouthful. That's pretty good. I've been practicing that. <laughs> that broadcasting school is really paying off. You well, know, you're getting the money's <laughs> worth. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, so they had a third race this weekend. Now, one of the things that struck me, could you imagine any other organization just going, you know what, we're going to do another race this weekend. Saddle up. I can't get through three 20-minute sessions, let alone... <laughs> Three that's just purely that's just purely conditioning though <laughs> you and you're not alone i'm not calling you out and saying that i can because i cut all of my sessions short but listen i was like i can't imagine world superbike doing it and i know moto is not gonna do it so <laughs> i just had to laugh about it it was just funny to me uh, but they did run a third race and um somehow jake gagne won it i mean i was shocked shocked um matthew stoltz did close the gap a little bit uh, by a pretty significant margin actually by about uh three seconds in total you know across the race so that was good he finishes second josh herring with another podium and third what'd you think yeah i, I mean more of the same you know it was good to, you know maybe matt maybe uh um jake on just kind of rolled out of a little bit he was tired you know won the title already so you know, I'm only going to win by six seconds now. Yeah, I mean, bring it home, bring it home with one piece. Put it up, you know. Take all the pretty pictures. Get the sponsorships. More, more airtime. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, Jake lives out in Durango, Colorado, and I've been to Durango, Colorado. It is an absolutely beautiful place. I would move there in a hot second. Um, but I think, you know, for me. The biggest takeaway this year is that Jake Gagne's talent needs to go somewhere else. Uh, we said it before earlier. Um, it, it really does. That's it. I all, I agree with you about Matthew Scholes. I think Matthew Scholes has done what he can do here at Moto America. Um, I think he, so, too. Unfortunately, he's run into Cam Bobier and now Jake Gagne. It, but he's been – if you take away those two guys, this guy might have three or four titles. Right. And And, and... – and I mean no disrespect to the Westby team because that that team does a tremendous job in everything that they do, and they're they're such a tight knit team. Um, but but I, I'm always curious, you know, if Matt Skoltz had factory support, um, and there was no uh, say there what last year we didn't see Jake Gagne's teammate to uh, Cameron Bobier, but we saw Matt Skoltz. You know what would he have been able to do last year, or even this year if he had a factory ride? Um, so no, I, I do think that Matt Skoltz doesn't have anything left to prove in Moto America. I, I know that he probably wants the championship really badly, but I, I really think that Matt Skoltz needs to try to take his talents to the world stage. Um, and, and, you know, obviously Matt Skoltz isn't an American, he's South African. So, you know, there's no real dog in the fight for us to say, oh, you know, he's another American, but 
I'm absolutely a Matt Skultz fan, and I would love to see him successful in a world superbike setting. Um, you know, or even you know, if he could possibly get a Moto Two ride or anything like that. You know, sure. anything on That's the world I, stage for yeah. anything on the world stage for Matt Skultz, I think would, I would yeah, be because very I've happy ridden for him. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I, I have uh, ridden track days with Matt Skultz, so that would make me de facto that I'm in Moto Two if he goes to Moto Two. So I'm in. Um, but your points about him not having anything else to prove here, 100% true. Um, you know, it made me think real quick, who was Cameron Bobier's teammate last year? It was Jake Gagne. Oh, that's right. That's right. He just wasn't there. Okay. It was the year before I was thinking about it was Garrett Gerloff, right? Right. The year yep. before was Garrett Gerloff. Okay, so I was like, wait a minute. Why am I blanking on who is... It was Jake Gagne. You're 100% right. Well, everybody at home, now you know, as I've said many times, I'm not that smart. I can't remember stuff. And uh, I may have hit my head a few times. I don't know. It's possible. Or maybe or maybe I'm just not smart. Cognitive Either recalibration. One. Yeah. No, I do need a cognitive recalibration. I don't have much cognitive calibration. Um, but it, so in this race, you know, Josh Herring getting another podium, which is good. A good comeback weekend for him. So two out of the three races, he's on the podium. So positive for Josh Herring. But he's still not close to Matt Skoltz. And that's a problem. Um especially when the guy on the same bike is six seconds ahead of Max Skoltz. So, um, Loris Bass finishing in fourth. Again, they were, you know, fighting it out there at third and fourth. Cameron Peterson again finishes in fifth. He wasn't close to the race. Tony Elias didn't have the same juice in this race. Um, he finishes in sixth. I think he was having some sort of problem, but he brought the bike home, so that's nice. Hector Barbara, again, on the 17-year-old BMW. He finishes in uh, seventh. Beat Kyle Wyman on the one cure Ducati. Um, number in ninth place, Bobby Fong. I okay. I don't know what's going on at M4 X Star. I just don't. They're okay. all over the place, right? You know what? I I gave Team HRC the Team Scooby Doo moniker. I'm gonna have to think of one for M4 X Star. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's happening over there. It just it feels like a different. You it's, it, again, it feels like you reach into a bag and you never know what you're going to get. We need factory support for Suzuki back in Moto America. We need all of it, and we've yep. talked about how to bring it back. We talked about that. You got to bring. Let's bring the big money sponsors back. Oh, I've got a lot we of want, opinions about Moto America from this weekend too. That just hit it. They all came to a head. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to get to those. But do you have anything else specifically about? Number 10 finisher, Danilo Lewis, or the Moto America Superbike race number three this weekend? Uh, no, but I do want to touch base on Tony Elias, um, you know, with race three. You know, you mentioned that um, we talked about, you know, we joked about not being able to make those three 20-minute sessions, you know, let alone three, uh, you know, three races in a race weekend. Um, I, I think that this could speak a little bit to Tony Elias a little bit, you know, because... This guy hasn't been training, you know, to be in race race conditioning all year long. This is the third weekend, second weekend he's been riding this Yamaha and to throw two races up on a Sunday um, and still bring it home in sixth place. It's a pretty good job, you know, and I'm not so upset about that. So you're impressed is what you're telling me. You're impressed um, by that? I mean, I can't be unimpressed by it. You know what I mean? I, I, can't, I mean, he's riding. Look, look at the guys he's riding against. You know, Bobby Fong. Um, Hector Barber, who's been riding all year long, Kyle Wyman, these guys that are younger. To be than fair, him, Hector Barber's bike, you need to pedal it. I mean, it's basically a bicycle at this point. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. 
it's like a unicycle. But I think I think you're right. I think Tony made a great showing on the Yamaha both yeah. weekends that he raced it, and I think it was fun for him to come and do it. Hopefully, he gets a full time ride next year. Yeah. And honestly, hopefully, it's on that Yamaha because I think he could do some really good things on a Yamaha. I think he could do it. I think he's got to figure that bike out. It's a little bit different than how he used to ride the Suzuki. Mm-hmm. But I think for him, I think he could learn it. He, you know, as talented as he is, I think it would be really cool. Um, but other than that, on race two, are you all done? Let's move yeah, to Supersport. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to go.